This is just off point where I just woke up from a food coma because Thanksgiving just happened to have happened. We're your hosts, I'm Joe. And I'm Dexter, and hopefully we'll be able to get him out of this coma soon enough for us to go do a review of part five of JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, Golden Wind. So Joe, tell me about your Thanksgiving before we actually begin. I'm still eating my leftover, leave me alone. Yeah, tell me about the dessert that you had brought up. It's a corn pie. Oh shit, we're doing that again? This is a... What is that segment that we used to call? Um, uh, hit the whatever. spot. Hit the spot. Hit that, hit... Yeah, th- this is hitting the spot for me right now. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, this is like... Uh, we have this dessert in the Philippines called maize con yellow, which is if you, anyone out there knows about halo halo. It's just strip, stripping off everything else and leaving just the sweet corn and putting a leche flat on top condensed milk i'm giving off the how you fucking made that crushed ice this is how you do this nice little refreshment slash dessert and they turned this into a pie and i'm dying you know you bringing up this condensed milk makes me think of because i've been going to disneyland a little bit lately for the food there um my girlfriend has been wanting to like do. He, she's a foodie, and she's been. Are you go- sure we're not gonna get flagged because you mentioned Disneyland, Mickey Mouse? Uh, if if Mickey comes after us, then you know. What's up? Here, motherfucker! Exactly, um, dude. I need to show you pictures of the 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 uh, tres leche cake at Disneyland. It's a travesty. It's it's like um, they do desserts well, but that dessert, I don't want to touch that with a ten foot pole. It looks like they literally like poured a glass of milk over a cake, and like it's kind of disgusting how much liquid is in that dessert. So it's wet cake. I mean, have you ever had burrata cheese? No, I can't say I have. It's technically mozzarella, but it's not like mozzarella that's like all completely formed. It's very gooey and jelly-ish, and sometimes when you break. When you break it, it just like oh the the cheese the cheese juice just goes out. See, but that's supposed just, to just be oo- the just case. Just oozes out and it's fucking phenomenal. That sounds delicious, but I saw people eating this like at the park and it was like they they have this clear plastic tray that they serve them in because it's like there's so much milk that's just like it's like excessive. That would destroy me. Yeah, flash, I'm lactose intolerant. Is. So I'm going to have my little uh, choco latte. Is that what you call it? I forget what you call like coffee that has chocolate in it. Cafe mocha? Is it? Well, I made a cafe mocha, which is just like a little bit of coffee, put some ice, milk, and Hershey's chocolate syrup. You know, getting back on point, um, it's funny that we're mentioning all these like, food dishes. Um, for part five, Golden Wind, did you notice how many people are named after food? I'm thinking. The answer is everybody. <laughs> Except for Giorno himself. M. Bucciolati. So you have... Narancia is an orange? Yep. Oh, I actually got that out. Fugo that is out. cheese? Fugo is cheese. Yeah. Okay. And what about your favorite Joe Bro? Uh, Guido Mista, um, 
can't remember what Mista is, but he is something too. Yeah, every freaking character well, in... Well, Mista rhymes with pasta, and this is in Italy, so... Must be some kind of pasta. I don't know, but like um, that was something that I remember reading, and I was it really stunk sucked in for me when I got to um, Pesci. Well, technically, technically, uh, uh, the, the main title JoJo is also named after food. The Giorno. Oh God. Um, yeah. It's supposed to be salad, mixed salad, Mista. Mixed. mixed. Yeah, I know it's stupid, and I hate it for he, he he got his salad, salad toss a lot. Yeah, he did actually. Yeah. Oh man. Um, for those of you that have no clue what JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is, and like Joe has said in the past four episodes, where have you been? Have you been hiding under a rock, a rock human? Um, but but if you have, it's a long series, uh, written and re- drawn by Hirohiko Rocky spanning from the 80s and it covers these people from the Joestar family the latest one this one part 5 is about Giorno Giovanna the son of Dio Brando the villain from part 1 and 3 but also the son of Jonathan Joestar because Dio stole Jonathan's body and put his head on it so it's like he's a weird um you know amorphic Spawn of, yeah, it's a flesh sock puppet. There we go. It's, you know, I know that there's a lot of things about JoJo being homoerotic, but these two have. It's this story is very much about what if Dio and Jonathan had a son, together. Ugh. With a third party. With a third party. We we here at Just Off Point are all in support of, um, found families. Because family makes you fly, as Joe would say. Uh, that would be Vin Diesel who said that. Same person, if you ask me. <laughs> okay. So yeah. tell us more about this, Jojo. Um, so, Jarno has all the cunning and ruthlessness of Dio. But he's got the gentle touch of the gentleman and the heart of a true champion like Jonathan. It's so these... what is his stand's power? You know, really to, be, to beat you. That's really what it is. Um, no, Golden Experience is weird and cool because, and it has this really awesome ability that only gets used in one fight and then it forgets, never used again, and that it's um overheals you, right? And it it gives you it gives life to things. I think that's what it was. It, it gives it, it creates life. Because the thing he uses it mostly for is utility, where he punches something and it turns into an animal. So it's like, an exponential diamond is unbreakable thing. Kind of, yeah. He he grew back body parts for people. Because I know that Mista had lost limb, not a limb, but he lost like, you know, a liver or something or whatnot. And he grew it back. Now, granted, it's a lot more painful than um, diamond is a uh, crazy diamond. Because Crazy Diamond is, uh, you know, instantaneous. This thing, actually, you actually feel the thing being grown in you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Mista brought that up one or two times. Uh, but he has that really cool ability where he overhealed uh, Buccioletti in, like, the second or third episode. And um, he, ha- he lost his equilibrium for a second because he was just like, oh, my God, what just happened to me? 
and yet that punch never happens ever again. I'm sure it does, but just we never hear people complaining about like that loss of equilibrium. Yeah, you already lost me. I don't know what the hell it does. You hit something and it hits you back in the face for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. Um, this is by far one of the most uh, unusual, bizarre, pun intended um, stands. And it's not even the worst offender. I mean, there's a whole meme about King Crimson not making sense. And it, how it just works. Uh, but we're getting a little ahead of ourselves with that one. So, Joe, um, why don't we go through the, our usual list of questions and we can just meander off point as we do. Um, I don't know. I stick to the theme every time. I'm sure. We were talking about cake momentar- a moment ago. Uh, we haven't started. Got we, have, we have started the episode's <laughs> yep. recording. Anyway, um, all right. So, first thing I want to bring up is before anything, I always like um, Jarno's um, reason for wanting to be a gang star, as he calls it. And they okay. love it. Okay, yeah. just a quick analogy here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Original Jonathan is trying to save his dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph is like, shit fell into my lap and now I have to do shit. Yep. Um, then you get old man Joe and, well, okay, fine. Jotaro, who's just like, shit's happening. I guess I'll tag along. Um, and then you got... Uh, Josuke, who is Josuke, who's like, I just, I just kind of want to... Yeah, I want to do stuff. Now, we got a JoJo who actually wants to do something. Yeah, he's got a goal. He wants So to be much so, so that mm. how can we accept someone who is sort of like the son of Dio? Then so we put in the best Joe bro there is. And we put in Koichi in there to introduce the character for like an episode or two. And yep. then never to be seen again. Yep. Which is fine. Well, no, I think fine. it's a good. It it, cre- it creates the semblance of shared universe, which there is, but it it helps bridge the the gap between the two parts. Oh yeah. Anyway, so going back, you said bizarre fight. Yeah, the most bizarre fight. Um, I've got three on hand, but uh, I want to hear your opinion first. What's 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 it's, the one? It's man in the mirror versus Fugo. Purple purple haze. Yeah, yeah, that one's up there for me too. That's uh, actually my number two spot for that. Um, so, tell me why Man in the Mirror versus Purple Haze is uh, one of your most bizarre fights? Because it is the most. Um, I would say it was the most mismatched fight there is because of Purple Haze's extremely OP power. Yeah, I think uh, in terms of OP stands in this part, it's King Crimson is number one. No, let me rephrase that. It's Gold Experience Requiem number one, then King Crimson, then Gold Experience regular, and then um, Purple Haze. I don't know. I mean, the Zipper Man was pretty cool. Yeah, Zipper Man's good. I also think uh, Metallica is one of my favorites of this part, too. Metallica? Yeah, Metallic is pretty good. It had a small eye twitch at that, but yeah, Metallic. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I like that in the mirror and purple haze because yeah, it's like 
yeah, the thing about when you watch Shonen in general, it's like I want to see the maximum potential of someone's ability or power or skill, and then you get Fugo's specific um, stand just get lost uh, in a in, mirror world. In the in a mirror world, and uh, by the way, the mirror world is fucking insane. That's for sure. It's the yeah. design of the entire place, but also reversed. is a fight in itself. Yeah, and uh, and so Araki just tended to like. Okay, I already put him in an interesting character, but I think the character actually knows how to use purple haze. So let's separate the stand from the user, mm-hmm. and so you get this really crazy berserking, uh, COVID-inducing stand. I mean, that's the best way to put it, right? This thing creates <laughs> yeah. an infectious disease that kills you almost instantly and it 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 spreads so it's like jesus how do you fight this instead rocky's like no how do we how do we tame it sort of and i like the Uh, fact that you usually berserk it it just the design just reminds me of a barbarian it's just like it's it's like frothing at the mouth it's oozing it's just got like this weird night on, but like you know what the other parts. reason why i really enjoyed this stand is because like you said it's berserking it wants to punch everything and it's also a fucking clean freak yeah it sounds exactly like my D character who and it's to be bird a barbarian who's also a clean freak and you didn't even plan that that was just no did not plan that at all no I also like how it has the little like canisters of like it's it's purple haze. And it's uh in it's uh and knuckles not only that, gauntlets. of course purple haze. I mean come on. Uh but yeah. Uh yeah, it's uh it's fists or whatever those the knuckles, the knuckles. The knuckles have uh have these beads that actually contain the uh, the virus. Mm-hmm. Like I got to be honest with you Joe. This is kind of skipping a little couple questions but purple haze is one of my favorite stands in the series. Mhm. Well, the reason we, like is going to be a very short podcast. I know, right? But um, it is what it is. It's not my, not my all-time favorite. But I mean, it's... I mean, think about it. Like Araki decided to, or uh, managed to design uh, a stand that I'm doesn't gonna... even that doesn't even make past the first, uh, like the first like half of the show, and it's already my favorite. Yeah, you know, it's like man, I didn't see much of it, but man, I loved it. So originally, Araki had planned for Fugo to betray the the team, the to, the Butcherletti's team, partway through, but he couldn't like. But he recently lost a friend uh, when he was writing this part, and he couldn't like you know, he didn't have the gall to go through with it. So instead, he just had him like you know, well, let's leave his ass in an island. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it was the weirdest way to, like, you know, get rid of a character without killing them outright. But it did lead to some really great um, visual novels. I've Not visual novels, uh, light novels that I've never read, but I started it once. Um, about Purple Haze, like, kind of, and Fugo getting back in. Jorno's <laughs> that's, that's funny. Um, so when we were having dinner, with, you know, with... Uh, one of our buddies, uh, he was asked, he was getting back into audibles uh-huh. and he's like, Joe, he's like, Joe, I want to listen to 
like a story, but I don't want to listen to listen about heroes now. I want to listen. I want to listen or read a book that's that's all about a villain, like the most villain thing. And half jokingly, I told him, like, "Okay, so you want to you want to listen to something with an evil character in it?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I want something like that." And I'm, and just to joke about, just to joke around, I told him, "Uh, listen, uh, why don't you try Lolita?" Oh, now gosh. here's the fun part. Here's the fun part of it. Okay. He's like, Lolita, what's that? Yes, I kid you not. Eric said that. He's like, he's like, what's that? And I'm like, and Brian, Walter, of course they know, right? Yeah. I'm just just mainly surprised that Eric doesn't know, which makes it more. Yeah. Just, just makes it so juicy. Yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, so you want to listen to a very bad person? Go ahead. <laughs> read Lolita. <laughs> it was like, all right, all right, yeah. Well, which one? Was, I told him like, look for someone with a with a, with a Russian name. That's the guy you're looking for. Not Nabokov, yeah, Vladimir Nabokov. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I took and a so, class on Nabokov in college. Did I tell you this? Uh huh. No. And, uh, uh, Lolita was one of the texts that we had to read. Uh, fucking is it? Hell, isn't man. it Nabokov? Nabokov. 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 He taught at Cornell University for a good for some time, which is one of the reasons why they decided to do it at my school because we're uh, the school. How, under the hill. When did he write this? Like how long ago was this? Oh, I think it was like the 30s or 40s. I want to say. Ah, before the FBI. Imagine how much fun they'd be having watching his ass every time if he was still alive. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, he had no idea. And I really hope that he would. Li- In fact, it's actually part of my list too, because I've never read it. But you know, everyone knows what it's about. You know, um, and I know that you and I have had this conversation. And nineteen fifty-five, um, by the way, that's when it came yeah. out. Nineteen fifty-five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, talking uh, about light novels we haven't read. Light novels. Light novels. <laughs> God. Uh, you're horrible. Um, <laughs> no, Lolita, though, I since you got me started, I have a love-hate relationship with this because, like you said, um, Humbert Humbert is probably the most deplorable human being ever. <laughs> but much like you, he has a certain wit and charm about him, which makes you not hate him completely, even though he's a... So what you're monster. telling me is that I am deplorable but digestible. <laughs> I mean, I'll take that as a compliment, but I don't know how I feel about being compared, compared to, to a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> yes, people. Lolita is about is about uh, a man who a pe- lusts after um, Dolores, a thirteen, a thirteen thir- year old, um, or since he, she was seven. What is it? I, I don't think, even know. I think I think he meets her when she's twelve, and then mm-hmm. um, they end the relationship when she's about seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, this is like this is this is why the age of consent in Japan is like what thirteen used to be thir- thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, man. Even he broke that rule. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, for and and all other non anime. And also anime, like to to you to you people who are uh, quote cultured unquote the that is where the term lollicon comes from. Lollicon, gothic Lolita, yeah, Lolita, 
Yes. Um, which is the dressing like a small child. <laughs> well, uh, now that we took that, you know, dark turn. Does that mean that Deuce Bigelow, that one of the scenes where he dresses as a baby and the very tall looking woman, that, that's Lollicon? We're going to move on oh to my, my favorite fight now. <laughs> <laughs> Metallica versus King Crimson. Uh, Metallica versus King Crimson honestly is really fucking great. It's uh, one of the best. It's the most... I, things I are at stake and I don't even know what's at stake. It's the most metal fight in the series for sure. Oh, shut up. I swear when... Um, when Metal when um when Metallica had um knives and you know razor blades summoned out of uh Dopio's body, it dude, was that a... looks so fucking painful. Right? Imagine someone just like manipulating all the iron in your body, but it's not the way Magneto does because makes Magneto look like a bitch, right? It's like, I mean... oh look, Magneto. Oh, okay. What about your blood? <laughs> he can bleed someone out literally, just like. Give them, give them fucking, um, oh god, mm, mm, what's the term? Anyway, they can kill him by just like taking out all the iron in someone's blood, and you know, you know, this reminds me of some fan art I saw my fr a friend of mine shared. Um, are you familiar with Avatar The Last Airbender, the series? I, you're just saying that, right? Just I am just say saying that, that. Yeah, 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 okay. okay. So right. I do not feel insulted whatsoever. You're not insulted. Okay. Um, Bitch. <laughs> um well the character the, the fan art showed Toph shit bending something out of somebody and I was just like shit bending. Yes. Actual shit. Guys, I guess um there are trace amounts of minerals and shit. So hmm okay yeah just you, you you saying that like oh he could just take the blood out of you just made me think of that i don't know why it just did <laughs> i mean i feel bad for Toph for not being not being able to see how she can make someone shit themselves but okay yeah right cool. of all the people that would do it i would think it would be her though yeah Katara yeah. has reservations against bloodbending, but I Toph think... is being like, check this out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Want me to make the fire alert shit their pants? Toph, can you even see what you're doing? No, but no. I smell it. <laughs> that's that's my impression of Sokka, like complaining, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I gathered. Oh, man. So that's a good fight, too. The, but, man, what, Toph versus guy getting his shit pulled out of him? That's pretty much what happened with Metallica and King Crimson, right? Yeah. Um, uh, up until the end when... I honestly didn't think Metallica was going to lose that fight. I, I don't even remember how Metallica lost that fight. Because it's because King Crimson... I mean, imagine imagine like the uh, the nice 180 if it ends up that Metallica's actually the bad guy. That would have be been nice. really good. Yeah. But, you know, we have, we have part six for that. Anyway... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my other bizarre fight that I enjoy because I, as I had mentioned in the last episode, I love chase sequences. Is Sex Pistols uh, and Gold Experience versus White Album? Oh, you mean Guy with a Gun versus Ice Man? Yes, Ice Skater Man. That 
You know, I always no. He's he, Iceman. That's what Iceman does. I mean, he yeah, skates on his own ice. He does. That was a fight that just never ended. There was a, that's the thing about this part. There were fights that should have ended a long time ago that just kept on going. Um, Yo, uh huh. Yeah, I mean that 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 was actually pretty fun, pretty crazy. I still prefer if it, if I was gonna choose a Sex Pistols fight, it would be the train. Yeah, that was my other one that I had thought of. Um, the one versus Pesci and uh, uh, Grateful Dead and um, Beach Boys. That's a good fight too. Yeah, but I, I I had that as more Bucciolatti's fight because Bucciolatti was the one that finished that fight. Hey man, what about Notorious B.I.G.? That was it? also a great freaking fight. That was okay. Yeah, it, it literally it's, when it's I, Squid Game. Okay, it is on a it, plane. Squid Game on a fucking plane, and then you get Spice Girls. <laughs> I it's love Spice so Girls. Bizarre. It's so bizarre. I love Spice Girls. A battle cry. Wanna be. <laughs> so bizarre yeah they should have like used that instead of like you know the 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 opening opening? (laughs) or the closing but the closing was great for this series by the way jodeci i did not expect that to hear jodeci in um 2020 or whenever this came out um so i just remember the lyric i can't remember the name of the song Every, every time, every I, time close I close my, my eyes, eyes, I wake up feeling so horny. I can I get, get you out of my mind. mind. Freaking you is all I need. Ah. Freaking you. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, freaking I, you. I, you know what? When I first saw that that was a closing, I was like, Nah, this has got to be like an AMV, right? Like one that you find on YouTube in the early 2000s? Yeah. They should have put like, you know, the title and the artist and like the studio in the bottom left as it's playing. And right? Like, and, yeah. Um, <laughs> It's so fucking left field. It's amazing. I mean, they do look like a boy band. The They are a boy band. They are they a boy band. They dance and everything. They dance and the torture dance. Dude, the boat? Actually, this this part has so many good fights in it that I didn't think about it. It does. Actually, I, okay. Yeah. If part four had good, like... No, no, no. Okay, okay. Part four had really good fights, but part five had also a number of good fights, but memorable ones. Yes. Like, absolutely fucking memorable. This is why part five was one of my favorite parts Um, at one point. I still think that part seven, which we have not talked about yet, which we won't talk about yet... Is my favorite part, but part five is a special place in my heart. Do you know, Joe, that not many people uh, outside of Japan like part five for a long time because the translations really sucked? Outside of Japan. Outside of Japan. In Japan, it was considered one of what? the. What is parts. this more? Is there? Is this more of the Duang Gang again? The, the see, the, like I had mentioned last time, Duang Gang was a project that took place over like a weekend, one do translating from Japanese to Chinese and then from Chinese to English. Chinese to English, yeah. Yeah, and then um, uh, nobody did that for part five, and because of that, the it was actually worse than the Duang translations. Not even close enough to be funny. No, I guess. that's why. And um, I actually read some of those early scans, and there was parts that were completely, like, illegible. Like, there was, like, Man. about a good, like, 12, t- no, more. There's a good, like, 20, 30 chapters that were just, you didn't know what was being said. Yeah, okay. 
and now I mean there's been some really good fan translations and um, now they're doing the official translations through Viz um, so I'm happy about that but man it was a uh, it was a rough time to read this part uh, when when it first came when um, I first read it that's for sure before the official releases came out that's for sure but but the, the anecdotes aside about reading the part um, who do you think had the best designed stand slash the most designed power in the in the series in in part five simple sex pistols fuck no okay so <laughs> you have a hate boner for sex pistols and tell me why first of all mista is cool his stand not so much actually <laughs> like and so it was this is not my favorite design stand but i actually like sex pistols the stand a lot because they are like six they they have characters and the stand has has different uh, char- uh personalities and that's <laughs> great but really what are we doing we're bantering and kicking bullets that's what's happening we're bantering and kicking bullets I now mean, outside jojo that sounds really cool inside jojo verse what is going on? i mean to be fair uh, number five sure because there was no number four five had like a, a little character arc at one point where he was trying yeah hardest. because he was the bitch he was the bitch of the of the of the of the bunch of the, of the bunch right yeah yeah, I word. mean, of course, I, I I say that with much, you know, um, love, uh, love, because you know, he was he was pretty funny. I mean, between the the banter between five and six was some of the best um, between the two. Or was it one and six? In any case, um, so it's not Sex Pistols, right? What is it for you? It's still Purple Haze. Yeah. I felt like it was cheating if I said if it was Purple Haze because I knew we were I knew you and I were gonna talk about Purple Haze a lot. <laughs> so um I went with sticky fingers. If Purple Haze did not exist, it would be sticky fingers. Okay, you know what? I'll I'll choose a stand right now. Sure. What's the turtle's name? <laughs> Mr. President. Mr. President, Mr. President is a simple fucking stand. You shrink and you ride it. In and a turtle, it. yeah. In a turtle, yeah. I'm like the fuck. <laughs> in a very well, like you know, um, tempered tempered room, stocked with food. It's yeah. Where... It has it has everything until everyone decides to get to get older. It's where your favorite main character lives the rest of his life. My favorite main character. Yeah, because Ooh. Polnareff. Oh, Polnareff. <laughs> Yeah, because Polnareff switched souls with uh, the, you turtle. Know, the turtle. Yeah. But I think that the way that it works is he lives inside of Mr. President, like the stand. That's okay. Yeah, and so he lived happily ever after. Um, Felt so bad I, about for Polnareff in this one. Uh, at least he's walking around now, sort of. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so your most well-designed power would be sticky fingers. Um. I think that like oh please, Sticky Fingers Bucciaretti only has one thing that's great about him, which and is you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Poor Does... Beach Boys. Oh no, it's not Beach Boys. It's the other guy. No, it was Pesci who had Beach Boys. Uh, was he the one that got are 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 Yes, he is. 
yeah okay then there you go yeah that's the great thing about like when that happened i'm like okay butcheret is my boy <laughs> that's that that's honestly one of the cool scenes i remember to this day that you and i not many and, pages not many pages like the mudas but you know what i'll take it yeah um i remember one time we were playing league of legends you me and a couple of our other buddies and um i was telling i was doing <laughs> i was doing comms and i was doing call outs and i said oh go after ari 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 because there's the character ari <laughs> you were just like accidental butcheretti <laughs> Oh, I just couldn't stop busting up after that. I think I yeah, died be, in that fight. Because you go like, Ari, 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 Ari. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Oh, man. Okay. Um, yeah, but no, okay, yes. The Sticky Fingers fight against Pesci and Butcheretti. I mean, and uh, Beach Boys, that was good. But um, Well, you're talking about design powers, Sticky Fingers. Great design. What's it about? I just like the utility of he was able to in that in that whole thing he was able to unzip himself so that he was able to um um explain the power for oh, the normies for the normies sorry he's able to put zippers in places that's literally it <laughs> yes it and is. he's able to zip and unzip the world around him he hmm. he zipped a hole in the wall and created a, a secret passageway. He zipped a uh, he zipped a tr- uh, into a train so he could leave it. He zipped his body parts open so that he could punch people really far away with his extended zippered fist. He, yep. He, he zips and unzips. He oh. can even zip zip some a wall and hide behind it. Yeah, he can zip somebody's head off and leave them on a hook for the sun to break their eye while people dance in the background. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know what? Speaking about that, I redact Mr. President. Sure. Four? Rolling Stone. I knew you were going to bring that up. Yeah. Because when I when you were talking about Sticky Fingers and I remember what Bucciaretti uh, did, and then it's like, oh, yeah, the stone. The Rolling Stone. Another bizarre power that I have no fucking idea what the fuck's going on. It just tells you your fate, doesn't it? No, it's just not that. It's like, it's it's got this weird explanation. Okay, so Rolling Stone is literally a rolling fucking spherical stone. Literally a rolling stone. That chases you because it knows it's you're going to die so instead it tries according to how i understood and read it rolling stone would roll around trying to crush you and kill you as opposed to you dying in your natural fate that's how i understood it and yeah so it's pretty dope (laughs) it's a stand hard from fate and moves by itself Yes. I mean, the, the the people that were targeted by uh, by um, Rolling Stones were the people that died at the end of the part, which I think is... Yes, Bucciaretti, Narancia, and... and um, um, the other uh, guy that uh, nobody uh, talks about. Yeah, the guy with, uh, with Moody Mr. Blues. Rewind, Booty Blues. I forget his name. Um, Abaccio. Abaccio. Yeah. yeah. You know, honestly, Abaccio is one of my favorite characters, too. His backstory. It's funny how you say that. Yes, he does have a great backstory. He has a great backstory, but I was a cap. But you know what? Um, He's he's not. His powers and he is useful, but he is not memorable. Yeah, I can. I I, I can. Well, yeah, that's true. How he died was pretty epic, though. Um, 
he kind of reminded me of uh, what's his face, um, Kakyoin. In his dying breath, he gave the secret to the um, how to beat the bad guy. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, the tombstone and thing and the name and all that stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, all right. Let's move on to the next question, though. You first. Best Joe, bro. Yeah. Um, I as much as I want to say Mista, I actually went with Butcheretti. Mister's mm. my boy. I love Mister to death. Walk the walking zombie, huh? The yeah, but Butcheretti. Um, he if, unzipped his heart. He did. If 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 um, if how you said Polnareff was the actual main character of part three, Butcheretti was the main character of part five. No, it's Mister. I'll give it to Mister. You give it like, to Mister? No, Mister yeah. got the Mister got the most. Not the best Joe Bro, but Mister's the one that had you know. He, uh, had, he was he was so active. He was active, but I think that um, in all honesty, Butcheri is the leader of the new of the of the new Passione gang. Passione, yeah, yeah. He's the uh, what you call one that calls the shots. Although Giorno is the one that wants to take the lead, he's one of the people that more leads from the. He's a power. Giorno's a power bottom. I I think what you want to say is uh, consigliere. Sure. Uh, that's a way to put it, but Giorno does, um, he leads from the bottom. He gives people advice, but he doesn't actually, um, take action until he needs to. Um, he's got kind of a little bit of Jotaro in him from that. But, uh, the entire part, um, which already is making sure everybody's safe, making sure everybody's fine. He's figuring out things. He's, um, and like you said, he's the walking zombie because... Until his literal dying breath, he is trying to make sure that his gang gets out okay and he's able to beat King Crimson. Uh, the homie literally fought to the dying breath for his homies. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's your who's your favorite Joe, bro? It's not a secret. Uh, Mister Clockwork Orange himself, uneducated Narancia. Yeah, Narancia. Can't even do math, but he's a homie till the end. I don't really care how is. I don't care how Butcheretti died. I don't even care how Moody Blues guy died. Uh, fucking Narancia is oh my god! The shit that happens to him also gave me like Paul Nareff vibes. Like his tongue literally was lying to everybody, and he's trying to figure out a way. Like imagine how Araki did that. I'm gonna give someone. The most dumbest person in the group. The greatest challenge, which is trying to figure out how to not fucking lie to somebody. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. It's really hard to to I, explain it. And then I his, think that it's a testament to Rocky's good writing. It yeah, really it, it really is. He knows how to put shit at stake. And like his. Uh, he, however, here's the one thing that I really loved about uh, one of the things that I really loved about Narancia is that aside from. Aside from like you know, dying at the end and being the homie saving saved everybody. Mm-hmm. He is his perfect control of his stand. He does have the best mastery of his stand. Yes, Aerosmith. It does so many things, and he knew exactly how to fucking use it. For the normies, Aerosmith is literally a fucking toy plane. Yes. Yeah. It's a yes, toy plane yes. that has real plane. bullets. With real bullets and the smoke screen. And, and smoke screen and, and uh, real sonar. 
sonar yeah the sonar right it's like mm-hmm. what and then he's got and then he got he he, he ends up with this little uh little uh eye, I eye thing he's got like a what you call it, scatter for Dragon Ball Z. yeah yeah that's that that was fucking great and i'm like you know what aerosmith is boring but the way that he controls it he knows how to fucking use it he truly does i i'm kind of you know but just because of the way that he's able to the way that uh, Rocky has designed stands, I kind of wish he revisits Aerosmith at some point, like especially with the Part Seven and beyond, because of the new the new universe. Because I really want to see a redesigned Aerosmith with an actual like person in the cockpit. Because we never uh, actually <laughs> you're just you're just talking you're just talking Robotech at this point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But you know what? Like, and again, like talking to Ran- to Narancia, he is not a likable character by far. He is not the most likable character until Till until he dies. until until his time comes. Like, like, like this is his moment to prove himself as you know as a, as a likable character. He redeems it, but also he dies from doing it, and it's mm-hmm. you know fucking great. You know, I will say though, I have felt the pain that Narancia has. When he was like, you know, ready to kick that guy uh, after the first fight that he had against uh, who was his first major fight? Um, the one that guy that shrunk everybody. Do you remember his the, that stand's name? Um, not really. Yeah, me either. But um, right now I'm thinking shrunk people. Green Day. <laughs> no, Formaggio was the user. Little feet. There we go. Little feet. Mm. Um, I just remember that like once he actually st- like. The, the the feeling that he gets his anger he literally like kicks the shit out of the car and the people and Narancia likes to kick the shit out of things and I appreciate that about him. There's that meme that popped up with um, Narancia leading the charge about kicking the dude and then Abakio eventually joining in after drinking tea and everyone just kicks the guy yeah and then they uh, start dancing yeah and then <laughs> no that that happened the dancing happened before that but I don't care they I dance know. in every scene. <laughs> hey, you know what? I gotta get headed to David Productions because the torture dance song actually slaps. I don't remember the beat, but oh, now I remember. It's more like I really didn't fully pay attention to the anime because I read the manga. Fair enough. Yeah. Was this the but part you that know... you kind of not really skipped the anime, but like you, um, like you said that you were just you were anime, you were manga first on this one, right? I was yeah I was uh, I was just like uh, I read it I look at it looks familiar oh the fight looks cool you know th- that's how it went fair enough yeah all right so last question on the list well not last question second penultimate question who was the most bizarre villain not the best villain but the most bizarre uh huh you first I actually do have to give it to. Much like Part Four's major villain, you with Yoshikage Kira and what to call it, um, Killer Queen. I actually had to give it to the main villain of the part, Diavolo and um, King Crimson. Um, the man who decided to, and we didn't even talk about the fucking plot. Uh, the man who decided to uh, kick off his own daughter. Yeah. Because it's a weakness. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> You've seen Split, right? Yes. The movie? Oh, yeah. I, is there is there a different uh, kind of media of Split? I don't know. I don't know about? Maybe. Probably. Yeah. Might be a comic. I think they made a comic of the other movie. Unbreakable? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, 
no, I just love uh, the physical transformation between Dopio and Diavolo. Um, and it does catch you off guard when you first see, see it. Because you're introduced to Dopio pretty early on, and you just think he's fucking weird. Like, talking to, what you call it, um... A banana. A banana, a frog, you know, whatever he can get his hands on. But somehow, you know, you're hearing voices. And then you see in the fight with Cream Crimson, him transfigure into Diavolo. And it's like, oh, shit. And then you realize the, the whole... And I know it's not called multiple personality disorder. It's called something else. But, um... It's associated but, fugue. Yeah, that's, yeah, that. It is actually the same thing. The The multiple personality disorder is the layman's term. Yes, yes, yes. But I know that there's an official term, but I can't remember what it is. It's not the disassociative fugue? It probably is. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm Thank sure you. it is. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Joe. Um, there's another term, though, too, that I was thinking of, but that's beside the point. Um, yeah, I think that just everything about him, just in terms of the power of King Crimson... Um, does it actually work? How does it work? Um, but in just the you know what I appreciate about that? With what the Avalo and Dopio and the fight with Metallica. Mm-hmm. What who owns Metallica? Um, Risotto Riz- uh, Nero. <laughs> Risotto. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, <clears throat> so the, the the great thing about that fight is that the one thing that made the Avalo so powerful is not the stand, but the fact that he had two personalities yeah that's what won him the fight now talking about the villain what does king crimson do he erases time and then he resets it after note with the knowledge of how, what he got from the erased time that's what i can re- recall time erasure is the actual ability and then he sets it back to a point so that he can act with the knowledge of that and I know that Epitaph, which is Dopio stand, allows him to like see up to ten seconds into the future. So the combination yes. of seeing into the future plus erasing time means that he he knows what you're gonna do before you do it. And he's able to react accordingly. Gee, how will our heroes ever defeat such a villain? By making them relive time over and over and over and over and over again. With that stupid punch that Jorno has that lets you overheal. That still doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't. <sighs> you know, no matter the, how many times you read through it or watch it, it's like, I don't understand what's going on, but hey, but it, it looks it cool. And it, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it, there is some irony. I think that the son of a vampire has the ability to grant life to people as his ultimate power. I don't know. So I, I, I'm pretty sure it makes sense in Araki's head, but just not in ours. Yeah, no, no. I, I, there's some irony to it, and I, it makes sense that like he's supposed to be everything that Dio was not, but also slightly tangential to Dio. So I get that. I guess I can see the poetry in that. There, yeah, there is some poetry in that. Um, it's funny. We talked about this episode, and once again, much like part three, uh, we don't really bring up Jorno much in this, or like talk about it, because as much as he's got some cool features, and he's got some cool fights, he's got the seven-page Muda that we've uh, talked about before in previous yeah. episodes. He's the not... O- the, the only Jojo that says Muda. Yeah. 
honestly, he's 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 the vehicle behind a lot of the things that happen, but he's not my fav- favorite in any category for this episode, mm. for the series. Um, but that's my favorite villain. What's yours? No, no. Or I'm sorry, no. not favorite. No. Most bizarre. No, no, notorious. Really? Yeah. It, I mean, they didn't kill it. No, they didn't. Yeah, it just literally became the Loch Ness monster. It did. Mm-hmm. Or the Bermuda Triangle. That's 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 notorious B.I.G. right there. It has no stand user. Sort of. It's it broke all the rules that we knew about stands. Cause yes, and it's it like you know what? I'm a stand, and I'm a stay standing, and they couldn't kill it. And all it could do is kill, fight, or devour anything that's moving. It's kind of like the Michael Myers of stands. Mm-hmm. Remember, no matter how fast you run, he walks faster than you. And that's Notorious B.I.G. On a fight on the plane. It's freaking phenomenal. Honestly, I wanted to choose Metallica. But we already talked about Metallica so much. True. Not to mention, not to mention the stand user's design itself is pretty um, uh, uh, menacing. Sure. Yeah, near uh, Risotto is Nero is more menacing than his stand, which I think is a first for. It's the actual person that looks like you know, pretty like you know bizarre, and the stands actually kind of looks slightly cute in a creepy kind of way. Remind me, Dexter. Giorno is wearing a pink suit. Or blue, depending on if you're reading. Or exactly, that's why I'm trying to figure it out. In the co- in the manga, he was blue, but in the, in the comic, sh- he comic. was pink. Correct. And then I just recently saw Jolene's design, and I'm like, those are not the colors I'm accustomed to. But okay. Yeah, and, and then by the end of the part, he does wear black. Yeah, but that's when he's like, you know, the Godfather. The Godfather, yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> We've talked about, and I. Almost I'm certain I know your answer, but uh, my last question that I always ask at the end of these. So what's the best musical reference in the part? This has musical references? <laughs> I'm not... Man in the Mirror. Reason. Man in the Mirror? Okay. Yeah. Man I in will... the Mirror. Sure. I like it. Um, I went with Purple Haze, but we've talked about that enough. But um, I yeah. just think that that, that stand exemplifies that song i hear purple haze the song when i see purple haze the stand like, yeah but the most accurate one would be well purple haze is pretty accurate it's really accurate i was gonna say aerosmith <sighs> yeah that's because, good too aerosmith no Aero, yeah yeah yeah, Aero, yeah aeroplane i mean yeah dude if you're gonna go punny six six pistols i mean six pistols sex pistols yeah. six bullets Except for four. Except for four. So there's five? There's No, there's six. But they're one through seven. <laughs> Skipping four. Is it? Is it one through seven? Yeah. Because four is an unlucky number. Yeah. I love... We didn't talk about this all during the, this episode, but I love the backstory of, of Mista. It was just like, oh, it was April 4th at 4.44 p.m. And he dodged four bullets from four dudes and managed to shoot the one dude four times in the chest and he got sentenced to four years in jail and ever since he hated the number four 
or some bullshit like that. According to that story, number four seems to be a lucky number because he only got unlucky once. One would think, right? But that's not how Mr. saw it. He's kind of an idiot, too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, he is. And the Bacio is supposed to be the smart one. Yeah, we're, if we're ranking the smartest uh, members of the Passione gang, um, I think Abakio is number one. No, he's not, because he's cynical. Fair. Fair. Butcheretti. Butcheretti. Number one. And then Abakio, then Giorno, then Fugo, then Mista, no. and then Naranto. Okay, I can agree to that, because Fugo is that, that stereotypical, quiet, quiet protagonist. Yes, he's yeah. definitely smarter than Mista. Mista and um, Naranti are definitely the himbos of the group, that's for sure. <laughs> the himbos. Yeah. yeah. So, that was part... Five. Five. In Italy, it's, uh, it's, it's like part three, but according to you, everyone in part five can beat part threes, but... We talked about this I... once, right? Yes, we did, okay. and I still think Polnareff can beat everyone's asses. Maybe. If not, at least survive all of it. Sure. Well, oh yeah, it would just be a mud <laughs> fight between Mista and Polnareff. Yeah. Of course, not in, not cutting Fugo. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that just not, doesn't make things fair. Yeah. Um, but t- next week might be will be our last episode of this season, right? Uh, we're still covering... Mm, magic, magic, maybe? Well, if we can get magic. this scheduled... Right. Yeah, we're, we'll do it. Okay, we'll do it. Um, but yeah, we'll be the last part of part um, of JoJo Fest. We might have to take a little bit longer on this one, so if we, we might do the magic one beforehand. Just magic be- what? The magic, the review of, uh, of Crimson Bell. Just because we part one is, part six is releasing all 12 of the first episodes. That might take us a little while to digest. Okay. Uh, but we'll see. Um, but we'll be here. Hopefully you'll join us. Same just off point time, same just off point place. Uh, yeah, so this is, uh, Joe Poe's Bizarre Podcast. I think. Sure. Yeah, that works. Okay, so, um, special thanks to our producer and, uh, This podcast has been brought to you by me and Dexter, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Oh, yeah, and special thanks to our former uh, social media intern. Our Noi has moved on to greener pastures. He's not dead, but he just, um, um, we decided... He's in a better place now. He is in a better place. (laughs) Medical school, right? Uh, Nursing school. Nursing school. Well, we wish him the best of luck and hopefully he keeps on listening to us. He's one episodes. of the good ones because he believes in vaccinations. He does. <laughs> Stay safe out there, everybody, and we'll catch you guys next time. And happy holidays, all. Catch you later.